0: Welcome to the Wisdom of Our Roots podcast with Pam and Jonna, where we talk about rebuilding a healthy future by reclaiming the wisdom of our roots.
1: Hey, Jonna. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> you know, it's so funny.
0: Every time we do a podcast, I have to go all the way back and reread the intro. You would think that by now. I <laughs> you'd have it memorized. And I don't. Uh, I just don't. Maybe I'll try next time. And then if I mess up, we'll just start over. Yeah, or whatever. We'll have, have a good just, blooper. Yeah, exactly. So what have you been up to? I know, you know, obviously garden season is over and we haven't talked about, you know, we kind of took a break from regular podcasting right. to have an emergency message. <laughs> so now let's get back to, uh, you know, what we normally talk about, right? Yeah. Yep. So
1: garden, what's going on? Where are you at with that? Uh, for me, nothing. I like my time is so limited and I have been so busy um right now my focus is on getting my chickens squared away ready for winter yes like i yeah. gotta get my plastic up on the windows i gotta get my water out get the yeah. heater for the waterer, get the electricity connected like all this stuff usually my dad helps me with it but he's out of the picture now right just with everything with his health so um so yeah the garden is just basically i So what do you do when you put your garden away? Like, do you have, I'm curious
0: because everyone's different and there's no like right answer in my opinion. Everyone has their own thing. So what do you normally do?
1: Well, what I'd like to do typically is if I can do a fall clean out of my chicken house, get everything out, put it on, spread everything on top of my garden. Right. For the winter. Yep. And then, um, you know, and that's pretty much it once everything is stripped out. Um, so
0: you do tear everything out? I do tear normally. Yes. Okay. I do, for
1: the most part. Okay. And um, everything all of that goes to the chickens. Right. And then I clean the chicken house and all of that so bedding it just recycles. Yes, it yeah. all recycles. Now again, I didn't get it done last year, so it ended up ha- happening this spring. Same thing's going to happen this year cuz I'm just too busy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um And that's okay. Yeah. Cuz actually I go back and forth.
0: Some years in the fall, I am ripping everything out. I am taking everything from the chicken house, the turkey house, the sheep pen, everything, putting it on the garden. And then other years, like this one, I'm actually leaving everything in the garden so it can die back and all of that nutrients can go back into the soil. Come spring, I'll pile it all up in the, in the ground garden, because mm-hmm. I have several different gardens, um, burn it. And... That's, yeah, that's what I'm doing this year. Um, so I've just pulled out some of the sunflowers because as you know, sunflowers in my garden are like a weed. Yep. It's insane. <laughs> and so, but I've left some because the birds like to perch on them in the winter, but I'm even like keeping my tomato plants in there just to completely die back. And I even thought of doing an experiment next year instead of actually planting anything Just seeing what actually volunteers on its own from, you know, the rest of the produce that I didn't gather dying off, like the tomatoes, Mm -hmm. and reseeding itself. Um, We'll see, because I always say, like, I'm not going to plant. I'm going to take a break in this department, and then come spring, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not taking a break, so I know myself enough by now, but... Yeah, this year for fall cleanup, same. I'm, do, I'm just kind of doing very minimal um, in terms of the garden. But like I said, some years I'm ripping and pruning and, you know, tossing all the things on the soil. Uh, but this year I'm just kind of not, except for maybe leaves, right, from yeah. the yard. That's about it. It just... Um, it became a lot of work, to be honest with you, with all the other things that I added to the farm this year. It just was like, in the bees, you know, they were so consuming Yeah. Um, this year. <laughs> <laughs> and mostly because I just, you know, when you go in not knowing how to do something, I'm going to overdo everything. That's you know, your personality. It is. <laughs> I'm absolutely, I'm going to, I'm going to overdo it. I'm going to overdo taking vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. So, oils, yeah, all of it. So, you know, the bees were all consuming and and that took up a lot of my fall because of, we ended up getting 60 pounds of honey this year. Wow. Which was so amazing. Um, especially because that's one of our only forms of sugar that yeah. we use, right? Yeah. Um, But then I started getting really nervous because I wanted to make sure that they had enough honey for themselves, right? So then I just started feeding them uh, tons of basically uh, sugar water. Um, But I have enough bloom that comes through in the fall in my yard um, that they were able to still collect a ton of pollen. And so right before the cold weather shifted, I was able to go into the hives, both of them, Place the queen in the bottom boxes where they're supposed to be. Place the honey um, where it's supposed to be. And then I ended up also purchasing some hard candy um, just because turns out I'm an overfeeder.
1: Right? <laughs> no. Right?
0: Um, I just wanted like backups, right? Just yeah. in case because. <laughs> Dual redundancy. Yes, exactly. So uh, place the hard candy in there. And then Jason built. He ended up building, I think I talked about this a few podcasts ago, just some, like, R-rated foam, right? And he made, like, a, um, a sleeve to go over um, the hives, and that's what we're going to use for their winter housing. And then I'm just going to be like, please live. <laughs> right. Please live. So I'm going to have my mentor put my name on the list at the apiary in Spokane just in case they die, and I have to get new bees. I hope they don't. My goal is to keep that original queen that I went out and caught in that freaking swarm. Um, I want to keep her because I feel like we have a bond. Right. <laughs> a warrior queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I found her and she's yeah. not going anywhere, damn it. So anyway, um, from start to finish, first bee season, you know, check mark. Maybe, maybe it's like a half of a check mark until spring, and I know that they've lived. But I learned so much this year, and I just learned that I need to settle down. Like, just calm down. Like, I don't need to be fretting over the bees constantly. Yeah, Um, It was really neat, though. It got to the point in late summer and early fall that any time I'd go outside, I seriously had, like, I don't know, anywhere from... Four to 10 bees just like hanging around me all the time. So that was really cool because bees are like these special little insects that are actually really friendly and nice. (laughs) And so, you know, when I'm out there and they're just out buzzing around visiting me. So that was super fun. It was that was a fun experience this summer. So I definitely plan on, you know, moving forward with the bees constantly. I am going to get rid of the turkeys though. They're driving me crazy. They will not stay in their pen. It doesn't matter if I clip their wings. I mean, we've Fort Knoxed everything and I was getting ready for this podcast, walked out of the house. They're all on my porch. And I'm like. What the hell is going on here? This is anarchy. Get out of here. like so that you know that's something that yeah, I was excited to do turkeys again because we used to do them you know in, in organ, but now I'm like, okay, this is just driving me crazy. So we'll see. I always say'm I'm, I'm done with chickens. I'm done with all these freaking animals and then spring it kills me. Every time. So, anyway, that's pretty much, you know, it in terms of the farm. It's elderberry season right now. So, anyone in Okanagan County can go out and get tons of elderberries and make their own tinctures and their own tonics. That's what I've been doing.
1: I did that this weekend. Very good. Except Mark, you know, burnt my other pot of elderberry syrup that I was making. So, that was like a whole gallon of elderberries down the drain. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I want to cry for Yeah, you. I know. So it's like my my first gallon bag, you know, basically once it was all done, I got the honey mixed in. I had a quart jar. I don't know what's sadder, the fact that the honey <laughs> was burnt or the elderberry. Uh, anyway. Well, the honey hadn't gotten there. okay, good. Like, good. I was like, hey, can you like take care of my elderberries on the stove or cook yeah. it down? Just turn it down for me. Yeah. Well, he... Forgot to turn yeah. it down and fried the elderberries in the bottom of my little Dutch. Anyway. So did you have to 86 the Dutch oven, too? Um, I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. You just it's put all... it on the back porch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I just got water. Uh, so he, he, like, dumped it out and put water in there. I uh, save it. So we'll see. Well, but. you
0: know what? There's so many this year. Yeah. Like, everywhere I go, I see elderberry. I'm yeah. like, this is amazing. So now is the time. Yes. Um, and just look up online my favorite herbalist on YouTube is She is of the Woods April is her name and I absolutely love her she is so easy to learn from and super funny and has really good um, visuals on all of her videos she walks you out and introduces you to so many different herbs so um, check her out on, on YouTube if elderberry is something that you you know want to learn about and of course we have so many podcasts we've talked about elderberry in length um all last winter so anyway yeah what else what else am i working on this is super exciting pam i someone came to me it must have been i don't know a month ago and she was desperate to um change some things about her health And she had suggested potentially starting like an accountability group or something like that and asked me if it was something that I would lead up. And I was a little bit hesitant just based on um, my time. And I know what that entails. It's not a small thing because I become really connected to people. Right. but after speaking with her and a couple other ladies, I decided, okay, we'll start this. You know, this basically accountability group. And every woman has different goals, and it ranges from some some ladies are doing, you know, cleansing their body. Some ladies are just wanting to not gain weight during the holidays and want tips and tricks on how to just maintain their current health during the holidays. Um, other women want to build strength. And you know, lose weight, and then other women just need—I um, hate this term, but it's just—it's um, a good term—a safe space for them to mentally decompress. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. You know, so women building up women mm-hmm. for strength, and it's called healthy habits, and we're on Snapchat because Facebook is turns out it's toxic cesspool. Yeah, and I just don't like hanging out there anymore.
1: No, I, I don't. I, I mean, have... I
0: love it because I get to be in touch with people from Maui and growing up in Oregon and all of the things. But honestly, I it's just super. It's difficult, difficult, lemon, difficult.
1: <laughs> yes, and I as a side note, like we are actually CSG is getting rid of Facebook.
0: Oh, really? And I'm
1: actually getting we're we're not gonna get rid of it because I have a whole long history. But basically, we're done with Facebook. I'm gonna get rid of it personally. I've already been thinking about this forever because my email that's attached to my Facebook I don't have access to anymore so it creates a big headache so I have really am like I've been like I want to get rid of my Facebook but mm-hmm. eh. but then yesterday in the news it came out showing the portal that Facebook has for law enforcement to, to go in there and um, track people flag posts and that was kind of for us especially with our organization we're like okay we're yeah. done time sayonara to cut the, yeah. time to cut the cord Yeah, so it's like between the cesspool and, you know, the basically tracking of people and
0: That's crazy. Well yeah, so that's why
1: Yeah, Snapchat's a better Snapchat. choice.
0: Snapchat. But speaking of Facebook, we have to start updating the Facebook page for wisdom of our group. <laughs> so don't get completely off because people um, want some content there, apparently. Which I didn't even think they did, but they yeah. do. So it turns out we need to start doing more social media for Wisdom of Our Roots. Which just, here, we write that on the list okay. of things that we have to
1: do. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Anyway, so what else is going on with you? Um, well, speaking of healthy habits, um, I would, I, I'm big on habits. right? Yes, you As are. You know. And I just found a new tool. Um, It's an app called Habits. Oh, that's perfect. And it's super simple. I've tried a lot of apps as far as doing, tracking, all that stuff. And a lot of them are way overkill. Yeah, they are. And this one is very, very simple. Basically, you just put in whatever it is you're wanting to track. Okay. And it's either, you can make it either a yes-no.
0: Okay. Or
1: you can make it measurable, like um how many minutes how many miles however many whatever pages
0: okay so can you also put like uh your vitamin regimen in there no like would you put like vitamin D and then be able to check it off
1: yes so this okay. is like i have like right now and i've kind of just kind of been adding things in um i've got 16 things on okay. my list so i've got like personal care four personal care items I've got five dietary items, four workout types of things, and then um, three personal growth. Okay. And this is your daily checklist. Daily and weekly. Okay. And what's interesting I found is it's a whole lot easier for me to get the daily stuff done and not the weekly stuff done. Really? Yes. So it's, and I also find myself, and we talked about this earlier, it's like I'm like two days on, one day crash. Two days on, one day crash. And that's me for the weekend.
0: Like, I am seriously, five days a week, yes, check mark. you know, power list, up at five, here we go, we're killing the day. And then the weekend comes and I'm like, who wants a beer? Time to party till break of dawn, and where's the pizza? Like, it's just, and it's not overconsumption Mm -hmm. per se, it's just... I feel it, you know, and I, your cycle. Yeah. And I don't like to feel like crap. I don't, but I apparently I do on the weekend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will just say that this is super helpful just in knowing your own personal cycle and making it super simple. And I'll just kind of go through my list of the kinds of things that I track. So in terms of like personal care, so I do, I have a sauna like an infrared sauna at my house, right. just a cheaper one, not the fancy wood ones, just the little ones, one person you crawl into and zip it up. Right. So I do that once a week. I have a, a, a face thing I do once a week. I do my coffee enema once a week. I oil pull my teeth. That's every day. Um, in terms of my diet, I do a green smoothie every day. I do my vitamins. And so my vitamins are not, like, laid out. It just says vitamins. Okay, got it. Yeah. So I did that. And then I in the mornings, I do my vitamin C and salt. hmm drink and then i have a apple cider vinegar and lemon and cayenne pepper that's yeah. a separate thing and then at night i do a gut scrub kind of drink with bentonite and colostrum yeah. and chia seeds stuff and then as far as workout things a foam roller yoga stretch walking rowing and then lifting those are my four things and then in terms of personal development i have got my meditation my reading 10 pages yeah and then journaling Very good. So three pages of that. Like today I only did two pages. So it's interesting. It's like everything's color-coded. So like... If you reach your goal, it'll be the pretty color, whatever the category is. Right. If you don't, like I only did two of the three pages this morning. Yeah. So it's like gray. So you know you did it, but you didn't hit your mark. That's awesome. So it's it's super Okay, what's the name of
0: the app again? It's just called Habits. Okay, and how much is it, Pam? It's free. Oh, you're kidding. No.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. You can upgrade it, but I don't think you need to. And the other nice thing is, um, and I don't know if this requires upgrade, but you can export your data into a CSV file. Oh, wow. So if you want to see long term it only shows five days at a time Mm -hmm. but if you want to you know well I guess if you do it landscape mode you can go longer but you can export your data to see say this is how my month went
0: oh that's great and I'm definitely going to share that with my group yeah they would have value see value in
1: that for sure (laughs) I see value in that Yes, and I would also share that I had purchased a really amazing book. Oh, yay, because it is book season. It it's is. time to
0: pick a book. So what is the name of it? I'm going to write it down because I already know it's going to be good. We have the same taste in books.
1: Well, so Ben Greenfield is another big biohacker. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's originally from Spokane in North Idaho. He grew up there. Um, but he has a book, and it's called Boundless, and It is the it's six hundred so good. It's six hundred pages. Wow, it's like a fifty dollar book, but it is worth every penny if you are looking at maximizing your health and wanting best practices. Like it's literally all. I even downloaded the audiobook. Oh,
0: you did.
1: So it's like I it's forty one hours.
0: So on what
1: Audibles on Audible.
0: Okay, but it
1: is like it is jam packed full of health information that you need to learn. Where are you at in it, Pam? Like page 10, page what? What are you at? Um, well, I, so I first started with the audiobook. Okay. So I've listened to like 20 hours Half of the audio book. And so in terms of the book itself, mm-hmm. um, I've kind of used it more for reference. Okay. Until like last night, I finally... Right, so probably like
0: when the snow flies is more when you're going to sit down with a 600-page
1: book. Well, I'm I'm doing another book right now called okay. The Artist's Way. Okay. And so I'm kind of, I have to take a break because I'm way too far ahead. Like, you're supposed to be doing things yeah. week by week. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I need to go read a different book for now and then do my exercises until I get into week three. Right. So that's why I picked up the Boundless book. Yeah. But, um Anyways, I would, I know 50 bucks is a lot of money to spend, but if you want to really get a deep dive into health and how to optimize your life, it is the best book that I've ever seen. That seems so
0: cheap to me. I know, but like, like, most honestly, people are like optimizing your health and your life, what else are you supposed to be doing? Yeah.
1: Like, honestly, we weren't just sent here to work and die, folks. And it's, and it's fascinating because the first chapter of the book is about neurotransmitters, and he actually, you can, like, send you to a website where you go through this whole quiz mm-hmm. to see where, you, where you're deficient and where you're over the top in your neurotransmitters. Right. And so, f- like, for me, it was like, okay, so oh, that's acetylcholine, amazing. I'm like, all right, that totally explains like some of the things in terms of my behavior, like my neurotransmitters are fine, Yeah. but it's just the self-discovery that happens. Yeah, absolutely. So, and if you have like, especially if you have gut issues, you've got neurotransmitters, you've got serotonin issues. Yeah. If you've got depression, if you've got any of that, you should be measuring your neurotransmitters and it's a real easy quiz. Yeah. That is so good to know. Yeah. Awesome. Sorry, yeah. I'm distracted by Eliza, <laughs> poor yeah. thing.
0: She's out there hacking up a lung. Yeah,
1: well, I guess that's a good segue.
0: Yeah, it is. So, yeah, cold and flu season. So there's this cold going around, right?
1: Yeah. Did Eliza get it? it? Did you get it? Um, I haven't really got it. I mean, I kind of got a mild version, but Milana's had it for three weeks. She's mm-hmm. really kind of coming out of it now. Max has got it again. Yeah. My dad my stepmom now have it. My sister, who never even got COVID, who works at the hospital, yeah. is now getting sick with this cold that's going around.
0: Yeah, well, I've escaped. It's try. It's trying to get me, mm-hmm. um, but I have not succumbed to it. <laughs> but I wanted to talk a little bit about how you can maybe dodge the bullet, or I don't even want to say that, build up the immune system mm-hmm. to fight this off better. Um, so what I did... Eve has had it, and I'm sure her and Milana are just on the same, (laughs) like, right? Jason got it, Granger got it, and I, the second I started to feel off, I was feeling it in my throat. So, the very first thing that I grabbed was my cayenne pepper. Mm -hmm. So, so many people talk about gargling with salt water or, you know, all the things. When I gargle with cayenne pepper, it is foolproof, 100%. And how I do it is the second I feel anything in my throat, I am starting the gargling process. And it's usually about once an hour, just, you know, doing your normal warm water cayenne pepper gargle. And so by, let's say I started, I think at like 8 o'clock in the morning... And then I did it hourly on Sunday, and then by one in the afternoon, I wasn't feeling anything in my throat anymore. And then this morning, I started like, I was like, "What's going on in my chest?" So I went home after my client instead of staying in Orville. I drive back and forth from Orville to Tanasket like a thousand times <laughs> a day. Sometimes it's crazy. Anyway, I went home and grabbed um, some of my own mullen, and um, I put some lavender in there too because it's anti-spasmodic and I'm starting to feel better but you know molin along with elderberry is prolific here totally. it's everywhere and it is one of the best expectorants out there in terms of you know getting mucus out of the lungs and then repairing them also and uh, you know Maybe I'll post a picture on the Facebook page of what mullein looks like, but you can't escape it here. No, it's everywhere. It is, and you just have to harvest the tender leaves, and you can even go out now and grab
1: them. It, it really, you could go out in the middle of winter. Well, and it's—and if you don't know what it is, the plant that you use to wipe your butt when you're out in the right. woods, typically. Or it just has
0: a big rod yes. poking out the middle with yellow flowers, That's Molin. And so it's also really good for asthma. And I didn't know this, but you can smoke Molin. If you're trying to quit smoking cigarettes, Mm -hmm. you can transition over to Molin and smoke Molin. It's also, and I I learned this from April. She is so funny. Um, What did she call it? It's an anti. Like, it helps you from going crazy. So she's like, if you're going effing crazy, just smoke some mullen. So anyway, if you're feeling taxed, right? Yeah. If you're feeling stressed out. Which a lot of people are right now. Well, space weather, right? I mean, it's insane. In fact, if you're not feeling off or wonky or behaving in a manner that you wouldn't normally behave... Good (laughs) Anya, Like, seriously. Like, then the space weather is not affecting you. But anyway, you can go out and just grab some mullein and dry it out and make some tea. Um, My father, which we've talked about his health in the past, he almost was taken out by COVID. Then he was almost taken out by an influenza. And finally, about a month ago, I went over there to visit. I know I just told this story. But I just, you know, I'm like, why are you not drinking molen tea? Like, it's everywhere. And I just went outside, grabbed it, dried it in the oven, and my mom told me that he's been drinking it every single day. And he has COPD, all sorts of issues. And it's very much help, helped him. So, um that's something that as the cold and flu season comes upon us and you want to steer clear from the over the counter garbage that really just masks the symptoms. Yeah. It doesn't help at all. And if you're having any kind of chest cold things, the other good thing to just kind of stay away from would be
1: dairy, right? Because Absolutely. it's mucus forming. And yeah. so that's the thing in our house. I tell my kids, I'm like, "Okay, you're sick. No dairy products." Yeah, and no we milk, don't you no know, we don't even
0: I we use organic half and half and sour cream because I make a homemade ranch. Like we just and Granger, you know, he's just like we never have any milk for cereal. I'm like we have tons of oat milk. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and he's like that's a bunch of crap, mom. And like no, it's not. Like that's all you're getting. We're not doing. We're just not doing dairy products like that. It's yeah. just not good for you. It's not good for the Suttons. It's probably good for other people, mm-hmm. right? But it's not good for us. So we.
1: Well, that's one of the things that I was reading in my Boundless book. Um, is it was talking about uh, the difference between A1 and A2 cows uh, genetically, and that most um, cows, uh, most of the milk products that are out in the supermarkets are from A1 cows because those cows, those breeds of cows, um, produce more milk. Right? It's more cost effective. Right. Um, bigger cows, Mm -hmm. and your A2 cows, um, but anyway, it's backing up, the A1 milk, the A1 dairy product, um, that, it it attacks the pancreas. Interesting. And that the, so the A2 gene, the dairy products don't have that effect.
0: So, how do we know? How do you find out what an A2 cow is? Do
1: you know what an A2? It's there. It's is it like the Dexters and the rarer breeds or we, what? It's the rarer breeds. Yes, you can look it up, and they're even put labeling it on the dairy products now. Really? Yes, like I have A2 milk in my freezer. That is
0: so good to know. Thank you for sharing that. That's something I need to know because maybe I can get Granger some A2 milk and we can compromise, right? Yes. And he doesn't have to be so frustrated with, with oat milk. Yes, so, it's
1: definitely more expensive, but they Azure carries the A2 dairy products. Right, good. Um, there's a specific uh, dairy that they uh, market, um, and it's, it's great. You can get your... You know, cheese, whipped cream, half and half, whatever. Yeah, that's great to know. Um, so, yeah.
0: So Awesome. So the other thing I want to say is it's it's vitamin D. You have to start taking your vitamin D, recommended dosage, water, eating whole foods, and in season, right? These yeah. are the things that we pound hard all the time. If you want to be healthy and try to steer clear of all of the garbage
1: that's out there. Um, and this is the time for bone broths. I've been yeah. busy making bone broths. And tea
0: lots Lots of tea tea, right yes and staying away from sugar yeah like i just stay away from sugar folks it's so bad for you and i know sometimes that's hard especially Um, around the
1: holidays but but absolutely it is i would also add so in getting ready for the podcast today doing a little research um i would just add a couple things about Mullen. earaches utis yeah you know that very effective for that but The real reason um, I wanted to mention something is that I found this, and maybe you already know about this website, called the Botanical Institute. No. It's the the botanicalinstitute.org, and it's like a library of herbal information. Oh, that's wonderful. And it is super helpful. Helpful. So if you, you know. Any herb that you want, you just type in and it's gonna give you the remedy. It is an herbal library and it says on the homepage, our herbal library lets you increase your knowledge of herbs by giving you a comprehensive profile of each plant. That's wonderful. So if you're wanting to get into more natural uh, methods of taking care of your family and your own health, I would highly recommend this website if you're a beginner. You
0: know, just because you mentioned it, we have been using garlic and mullen oil for earaches mm-hmm. forever. I mean, it has been the best thing for earaches. There was only one time that, I've told this story before and I'm going to tell it again, it always freaks people out. Um, there was only one time that it didn't work and it was shortly after I had Eve and Emma had a terrible earache. And Eve, I think, was about a a week or two old, and Emma was, I don't know, five or six, and she was just, and earaches are so awful, and to watch her child go through an earache is, like, so just heartbreaking. And I was, you know, nursing a baby, and she was only two weeks old, and I was just at my wits end, and poor Emma, and I just remember, like, taking a moment, breathing deep, and, and just, okay, what am I supposed to do here? And I ended up squirting breast milk Mm -hmm. in Emma's ear, leaving it in her ear just like I would in oil, and boom, it was done. It was cured, she didn't have any more problems after that. Um, That was the last time that we actually had to do any kind of anything Mm -hmm. in her ears. So I know it sounds like crazy or a little bit wonky, But turns out uh, there's multiple uses for breast milk. Absolutely. And curing earaches is one of them, folks. Yeah. So there you go. And we have babies coming into our life. I just got to see your grandbaby. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if he ever has an earache, just tell Taylin. It might freak her out, but she probably... Nothing
1: freaks freaks (laughs) that girl
0: out. (laughs) Oh, It's funny.
1: She'd be like, okay. Oh, he is so sweet. It makes me so excited. And he's gaining weight so fast. Yeah, he looks like like he's a chubba. He just went and got circumcised today. And and evidently, the uh, doctor and the other staff were out in the hallway and commenting about how much weight he has put on since he was just there. Right. And I told her, I'm like, yeah, you're going to have... A big boy. I'm like, yeah. I told you this was gonna happen. Right. And um anyways, he is super sweet, you know, all that dark hair and uh but you
0: know. And Taylon looks great and she's glowing and she yeah. seems just so happy and
1: content. She's such a great mom. You yeah. she she's not a first time mom in terms of you just think she would have had kids forever.
0: Well, but she's the oldest girl in yes. a large family, and so that's a totally different situation, right? And she's been well-trained. Absolutely, <laughs> and she's been around kids. Yeah, you know, it's totally. not like she hasn't been around little ones. Yep. So um, it definitely, you know, comes natural to someone who's been around children more. So And who's normally super laid back anyway. Right, she is, for sure. Liv is just like cleaning every ounce. She's nesting now, right? So she's And she's re-homing
1: her dog. She is. Amber told me that. Yeah. She's like, oh.
0: Which is good because yeah. he's a nice dog, but he um, definitely would make me nervous around an infant. Like I just, he plays too hard mm. and he also has jealousy issues. And I was like, I don't want that freaking dog around my grandbaby. Yeah, like I just don't. And Liv's known this, you know. So it's a sad thing because he is a great dog, yeah. right? Just not in a home where there's babies and other animals because he um, he has issues. But yeah, she's just cleaning. Every, like, every day, she's like,
1: Mom, I cleaned, you know, like, the most obscure thing. Which is so thing. funny, because I would never, like, this is not the Olivia no. I would have expected not. in high school. No. You know, coaching her for all these years, and you're just, like, just
0: amazing. Yeah, isn't it? Turns out you're not the same way you were in high school for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can say that right? for myself. I can 100% <laughs> say that for myself. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Uh, so baby is due December? December 28th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're at 32 weeks, and she's just, um, you know, cruising along. She's doing great. Everything's great. She's still coming to class. Uh, circuit class it's so funny though because she's like right behind me the whole time it's just like uh, uh." it's so funny but she does it and you know she awesome yeah it is awesome so it's going to make her labor and delivery easier because she's still lifting weights and moving her body and being healthy and that's super important you know a lot of Doctors like to tell you to stop being active and just. Um, such
1: a mistake.
0: Such a mistake. Whether you're pregnant or not, yeah, it's absolutely. a mistake, but definitely a mistake when you're um, carrying a child. So, um, no, she's excited and that's going well. And I'm, you know, we're, we're all just super excited for the baby. Yeah. So, you know, because yeah, you just I had know. yours. So, yeah. anyway, what's going on with work? I know uh, you wanted to talk. You
1: know, about <laughs> <laughs> about your work. Yes. Because so in the aftermath of our last podcast ish um <laughs> the last couple. Um you know, the some of the aftermath was affected my work and people attended classes, evidently. Yeah. And so there's some misconception about what I do and my role and so I just wanted to explain that a little bit because nobody really knows what I do. And so I work for an organization called the Center for Self Governance, and we are a nonprofit, nonpartisan education organization that teaches. Did you say nonpartisan, Pam? Nonpartisan. Okay. Now it doesn't mean I don't get involved in politics. Right. But I don't get... I just wanted to hit that home. Yeah. That's why I asked you. <laughs> um but we teach structure of government. So we basically go out and teach how each level of government works. So from school government all the way up to federal. So we teach, we have a class on school government, we have a class on county government, we have a class on regional government, you, the constitutions. Yes, all the things. I've taken the Constitution class. And multiple states. Like tonight, we have North Carolina. We have an eight-part series for North Carolina on Tuesday nights. Um, we have students in about forty some different states. So we're I'm very plugged into the political scene, not just in Washington State, but all over. But it's not red jersey, blue jersey. It's nonpartisan. Right. And I am not the instructor. I am the executive director. I am the glorified secretary, as I like to tell right. people. I am the one who just Keeps the ship afloat in mm-hmm. terms of managing students, data, CPAs, instructors. All the things. Yes, all of the things that go in terms of running a company. Yeah, that's what I do. So my husband is the primary instructor. We have other people that have other roles within the organization, but my role is just to keep the business afloat. Yeah. So that being said, you know we also teach. systematic political leadership Mm -hmm. and so what that means is that if you want to be a skilled athlete so to speak Mm -hmm. politically then you would come take our classes yes and it's not like I said partisan it's not about republican or or democrat it's about learning the system so you can troubleshoot and maintain it Right. It's, it's playing political chess instead of checkers. Yes. And the beauty about what we do, it's all about win, win, win. It's all about, it's like, it's literally chess. It's all about the next move. It's not a zero-sum game like checkers. Right. It's never win-loss. Um, and so I would invite everyone to come to a class. They're great. I've, I am not
0: political at all. In fact, I'm a political atheist. Um, however... I have taken the class because I wanted to know how our government, you know, was set up and run. I've also taken the Washington State Constitution class, and that was very eye-opening, and I enjoyed it. But because my brain doesn't work mm-hmm. politically, like, that's not my role. Everyone has their roles, yeah, right? totally. And mine does not work like that. Um, but it's still very good information to know. In fact, it should be part of school curriculum. It,
1: it absolutely should like, be. Like, uh,
0: you want to talk about actually learning something that um, you're going to use in life, that it definitely would be, you know, just your level one basic
1: class for
0: sure. Yes. So.
1: so I it's open to everybody. doesn't matter what your flavor is, Democrat, Republican. You know, for example, we have an election coming up. We do. Um, and it's funny, Yay. everybody asks me, who should I vote for? Who should I vote for?
0: What do you tell them, Pam?
1: <laughs> well, um, there's a few races in particular. Number one, Secretary of State, we're encouraging everyone to ride in Brad Clippert. Okay, why? Um, because the two choices that we have are not good choices. Um, Brad Clippert was a candidate for the fourth congressional seat. Mm-hmm. You can't do a write in. Uh you can't write in for the same race that you were in, so to speak. Okay. So you can't put Brad for a write in for the race he was running. Okay. So he but he didn't run for Secretary of State, so you Got can it. run him as for that. You can put okay. him as a write in. He is currently a Washington State representative. Okay. He's a wonderful man. How is he a wonderful man? Give me one reason. Um, he's a former police officer. Okay. Um, I have met him. I have spoke to him. He is very conservative, very strong in terms of um, families, law enforcement, constitution. Awesome. Like, just his wife is lovely. Very um, good. Yeah. So, just a, just a good man. And what <laughs> what's his name again? Brad Clippert. Okay. So, in terms of 7th District Rep, um, the contested race is between Jacqueline Maycumber and Lonnie Williams. I would recommend Lonnie Williams. Um, I could give you a whole backstory about Jacqueline i as a representative i think I think she is very poor, and she did not show up to our forum. Yeah, I remember that We had a cardboard cutout of yeah. her, and there's a whole backstory there that I don't need to go into, but I would vote for Lonnie and then, in terms of the other race that most people ask me about is the fourth congressional with Dan Newhouse. Do not vote for Dan Newhouse. Why? Because he is a Democrat who's parading as a Republican. He voted to impeach Trump. He is what we would call a Cheney Republican. Okay. Um. So he is. He is really part of the bad guy club. Okay. So it's. I personally voted for Doug White. I voted for the Democrat. Mm-hmm. Doug or Dan did not bother to come to our forum. Mm-hmm. Doug, I have met. I have. Had conversation. He is. I don't agree with him on the issues. He's definitely uh, very much a blue jersey guy, but he's a good man, and he's. Um, I think he's genuine, <coughs> but he just has a different view than I, than I do. But he mm-hmm. came to our forum. They made. I mean, everybody came except Lauren and Dan. And I will tell you, all the men that did show up, whether it's Corey Garcia or but not Cory Garcia. But anyways, the, the gentlemen that did come, they were all wonderful. And so it's a top 2 and it's between Doug and Dan. I voted for Doug. Very good. So And
0: good reasons. And I love that you are not just, you know, solid red, that you can see a good man in a different party and I just don't like hypocrites. Uh, Really? Weird. (laughs) Yeah, and there's a few more on the list that you're
1: going to vote for that aren't contested. And I'm like, nope, I'm putting it right in. I will not vote for that person. Yeah. You know, I'll just put in a a random name because I'm, in fact, one of the Republican Party chairs, different county, basically said, oh, you just, we just need to hold our nose and vote for the Republican. I'm like, F you. Right. This is why we're in the mess that we're in. Totally. I'm not going to vote for Dan Newhouse, who's absolutely not what you what he's portraying himself at. right, and his really shitty ads, like the mailers he sent out, like total slander against Lauren Culp
0: Do you know what i that is probably my biggest beef with politics is and I know this is so sunshine and roses, right? This is like the hippie jana coming out, but how come it, your whole political campaign is based on ripping? Another human down. I don't understand that. And I see it locally, actually, with the sheriff's race. And it, I'm like, yeah, I'm speechless. It's like, I'm better. I I do this. I stormed in there and wanted to talk to our current sheriff about this. And, oh, and he didn't listen to me. And, oh, you should, you know, not vote for him. And I'm like, how about let's talk about how difficult it probably is to be you know, a sheriff, obviously in Washington open o- State, right? I mean, I just don't understand the the tearing someone else down,
1: and they don't understand that that is no longer acceptable. Like the public is over that, totally over
0: it, like beyond over it. It almost sends you in the opposite direction, absolutely. Because I know for a fact that one of the candidates I was kind of of looking at, and then when I found out that he was completely bashing the current. Sheriff, I was like, just based on that. Okay, I don't care about anything else. Yeah. Just out there bashing him at the rodeo, at the whatever. No, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Because it's not, it just seems so trashy to me. It is. So anyway, that's my.
1: And these political consultants folks haven't realized that that's like, That's 1980s politics. Right. No, nobody wants that anymore. No,
0: they don't. So. It's
1: exhausting. Yeah. And
0: it's super negative, and we have so many other negative things going on. Yeah. That actually do require us to look at and spend time looking at that, you know, politics is just like the shit on
1: my shoe at this point. Well, I will um, mention some hopeful, hopeful things. Yay. I love that. Um. So we are going to be gone the next few days. We um, have been approached by someone who is going to announce their run for governor. Wow. And so, well, I shouldn't say we, it's my husband. Um, he was also approached by a Democrat mm-hmm. who uh, may run. I feel like you're telling me a secret right now. You're all like hunched over, like yes, really positive. (laughs) Like we we basically like just these two people, and I know there's other people who are considering running, but these two people are very serious, Mm -hmm. and the one is going to make an announcement on um, uh, Veterans Day Mm -hmm. on the 11th. So just be looking out on your social media. Okay. Um, This gentleman, we've already spent quite a bit of time with. Will be amazing. Really? Will be a complete deal breaker for Washington State. Awesome. And even the Democrat, like I am very impressed with that is talking about running. Like we're a top two state. If the, Like it would be, Mark and I were just talking how incredible it would be if these two were the top two in the 2024 governor's race. Really? Because either way, either it would just be so positive. It would be so positive for Washington.
0: Oh, that's so good to hear. So it's good stuff. Yeah. So can you share that to maybe Wisdom of Our Roots Facebook page when that person makes that announcement mm-hmm. so that the people who listen and follow our Facebook page can know, you know, exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And I would awesome. say this person is the is the real deal. Like really? I I talked to his wife on the phone for I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes. Oh, I'm
0: excited for you to break that down after he makes his announcement. Because character is a huge deal, right? Especially when we're talking about -er. governors-er. And so, yeah, that would be great if you could break that down just so we could maybe hear, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, or at least his wife, who's, like, the second mouth.
1: we've, we've spent, like, already two and a half hours. We had a meeting in Moses Lake. Awesome. And, uh... Because at this point, I don't get to skip meetings because Mark pretty much can't drive with his eyeballs. Oh, so, really? Yeah, Aww. he's getting to the point where he can't really see. So you're
0: driving Miss Daisy. I am driving <laughs> Miss
1: Daisy. So, um, oh, yeah. Great. So, anyway, so that's really good news. Like, I feel really, it's not very often that you can get excited, like, about gay, politics. About politics <laughs> no. Because it's never. Even, this person really is that. That's great. And has already done amazing things, but I'll talk about it more after he announces. Okay, awesome. All right. All right. Oh, one last thing. The county weed board. Oh. Yes. If you are a landowner, you are taxed, uh, there is an assessment that where you pay for weed management. Mm-hmm. They are asking for more money. If they uh, increase the assessment um well, I should just call it, it's not even, assessment's a nice word. They increase your taxes, your property taxes, to pay for more weed control, which are, they're not doing and doing a piss-poor job at, in my opinion, their budget's going to be, like, almost a million dollars. Okanagan County, weed money? patrol, <laughs> like, we don't have enough law enforcement, but we're spending a, getting a, having a million-dollar budget on weed That's control. scandalous. I used to work for this department 20-some years ago. Oh no. And I and it was a completely different deal now where we actually I worked for um Sheila Kennedy and Mary Lou Peterson who ended up being county commissioners mm-hmm. at one point. At that time, it was more of like a an outreach to landowners, let's help, let's get this problem under control. Right. Now it's become an enforcement nightmare. No. Yes. I don't believe it. And it's it's overstaffed. They they treat the public very poorly. Um, And I haven't been to a meeting my sister has been to one of their meetings and she said they were very disrespectful to the people who showed up Mm -hmm. Um, they the budget that they proposed was If you worked anyplace else you'd probably get fired. Wow. No numbers. Okay, so how do we? so basically I would say that um, if you are a landowner this affects you I would suggest going to the next meeting, there is going to be a hearing at the Okanagan County Commissioner's Hearing Room, November 10th at 4 p.m. Now, that may change. That's what they've told everybody, but they're playing a bunch of games. I talked to the president of the farm bureau yesterday, and he said, there's been no public notice Hmm. put out, and you have to put out the notice, and then you can't have the meeting. I think that's 10 days. Okay. And so, there's no way they could make that time frame. Right. But they are—they're messing with people because they. I don't think they want to be held accountable. Right. Really. I know. That seems so odd. Yeah. Most people love being held
0: accountable that are in leadership positions. <laughs> right, and they never throw fits or
1: never. Yeah. No. So keep your eye on that. Um, uh, keep your eye on the paper. Keep your eye on Facebook. Uh, because this is this is something that will affect your pocketbook, your yeah. your ability to manage your property. Um. Okanon County Weed Department doesn't have a whole lot of respect for property rights. Right. They pretty much put something in the paper and then that just gives them the right to go onto your property kind of thing. Hmm. Um, so, and as someone who used to work for them, like, there's some serious reform that needs to happen. Right. At this point. So, anyways, that was it. Okay. All Thank right. you. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Wisdom of Our Roots. We appreciate you guys. Um, being a part of our podcast, and we look forward to seeing you all or hearing you being, you being a part of the next one. <laughs>